early song. Ernie was a strange dude. His world was very strange too. He had very little curl on his big head. The world was pissed off. It must have been something he said or did wrong that led him down a bad road, singing a bad song in B-flat all night long. Social filters and a man in the moon, crazy eights and dire straits kept him laughing on the inside of a joke, in a jelly, in a pickle, in a jam. His mama told the fella at the pearly gates, please keep them open, he ain't a bad man. His mama told the fella at them pearly gates, please keep them open, he's my son, he ain't a bad man. His mama told the fella at the pearly gates, please keep them open, he ain't a bad man. His mama told the fella at the pearly gates, please keep them open, he's my son, he ain't a bad man. These are bedtime stories, damn it. Digressions will occur. Try to remain focused. If you go out in the woods tonight, you're in for a big surprise. Lovely out in the woods tonight, you better go in disguise. Cause all the bears that ever there was will gather there for certain because tonight the night the teddy bears have their bed. Ernie was in the bar drinking. How unusual. Another guy was in the bar looking scruffy, a little unshaven, and carrying around a frisbee, smelling distinctly of toasted cheese sandwiches with a faint odor of gas, which Ernie couldn't quite place. He overhears the guy telling some cute gal he was following around the dead for the summer tour and couldn't believe how great the show was last night up at Alpine Valley. It was by far the best show of the tour, he heard the guy tell the girl was wearing a white muslin blouse and he had pierced ears, nose, eyebrows, even a pierced elbow and had a chain with beer can pop tops dangling from it. Wow. Sunshine butt. You couldn't believe how far out the show was last night. I mean, the first thing that happens, Garcia comes out on stage wearing a gray t-shirt instead of a black one. The crowd goes bonkers. How cool is that? And then Bobby Ware has these shorts on that were so short, he looked like an NBA player in 68. How doubly cool is that, for God's sake? Bobby's fiddling with his amp settings for about 20 minutes, and the crowd's going crazy, already twirling around in circles, dancing like dervishes. Then the dead break into going down the road feeling bad, and the crowd erupts like Mount St. Helens, and I'm starting to peak on acid. night of my life. Ernie would have to admit, this sparked his curiosity a wee bit. And after all, he also was a member of the planet too. Perhaps not this guy's planet, but indeed wanted to keep a big toe on the hip of things. He asked the guy how he affords to follow the band around on tour. The guy says, man, that's the easy part. We just soak the ticket stubs in acid and sell them inside the venue. No, says Ernie. Yes, says the guy. No, says Ernie. Yes, says the guy. No, says Ernie. Indeed, Ernie looks so forward to intelligent barroom conversation 
that he spent an inordinate amount of time in the bar. His wife might even on occasion point this out by calling him a barfly. But for better or worse, and in good times and bad, Ernie knew she didn't mean it. They had met in a bar for God's sake. What was she thinking? She'd probably say in hindsight, her biological clock was raging, and Ernie at least was amusing, sincere, and had read a couple of books. And with his hat on, it was kind of cute. They had two kids, and she still didn't know Ernie had little or no hair at all. She once asked Ernie if he would at least take off his hat in the bedroom. He got a little pissy and said, Next thing you'll want me to take off my boots too. His wife just shook her head, mumbled her version of the Lord's Prayer, closed her eyes, and went to sleep. Digression sometimes occurs in these tales, and focus might get altered. Ernie would admit he could get ahead of himself, or even behind himself, but wasn't going to pay a shrink to find out why. He figured it was always safer to live in the here and now, especially when one's boat leaked a little bit. Meanwhile, back at the bar, Ernie's seeking the truth with dog persistence. Don't the cops bust you? No, said the deadhead. They don't care. They're all buzzed from secondhand smoke and more concerned with the girls who are dancing braless. They're on a high nipple alert. Ernie says, no way. And the deadhead says, way. And this discourse goes on for about three more millers. Finally, the guy gets frustrated and whips a ticket stub out of his wallet, tears off a piece, and says, here, take this. Caught off guard, Ernie grabs a piece of paper and scornfully puts it in his mouth and starts chewing. Ernie could get caught off guard guarding the Buckingham Palace. Escort! For the Later, Ernie's driving home, and he starts to feel that weird tingle in his stomach. Oh shit, he thinks. The fucker was telling the truth. Ernie hadn't been on a trip in 20 years, and had taken his place as a pillar of the bar community. He didn't have any beer at home. And what does one do tripping his ass off but drink and think deeply about the universe at large? In Ernie's wife's universe, she had to go to work. How unkind her reality must be. Thank God Ernie didn't dwell on that subject much. It might have disturbed his unsolicited beerless acid trip even more. No way, way, no way, way, no way, no way, way, dude, no way, way, no way, way, dude, way, way, no way. Ernie's wife walked out of the bedroom, saw Ernie chittering on the couch. She had seen Ernie do a lot of things, but never with his hat off and tripping. She said, my God, you're bald and tripping. Ernie said he'd been tripped. Ernie's wife just shook her head and said, damn, at least you got tricked. 
I married you with my faculties intact. Ernie's wife went to work, and Ernie remained on the couch, sweating profusely, quivering for a beer. So say it. I'm trying to remember it. Well, I've hit record, so. Okay. Something needs to come out of your mouth. Okay. Where can people buy your book? Go to ErnieBedlamStories.com on Facebook. No! Go to ErnieBedlamStories.com. There is no Facebook involved. Oh, go to ErnieBedlamFacebook.com. No! Go to ErnieBedlamStories.com. Yes. Go to ErnieBedlamStories.com. Go to ErnieBedlamStories.com. Go to Ernie, Ernie, ErnieBedlamStories.com. OneErnie.com. Perfect. And your upcoming gigs are? I am doing a signing July 15th, a Saturday from noon to 2, 1920 Central Street. In Evanston? Evanston, Illinois. Hog Eye Music. Don't ask me what Hog Eye means, but it means something. And the other signing out in Homewood? That is going to be June 24th at the 5th quarter. And a lot of my old high school classmates are coming out. And that's the one where you're going to do the dead bug if people bring you soap and nose hair trimmers and Cheetos, right? Yeah, all that stuff. Okay, groovy. Oh, they also have to buy a book. Well, that helps. Yes. If I ever go back to Texas I reckon that's the time for me to die Osiris, ferry me over Red River And in a field of blue bonnets I'll lie Dig up Bob Wills to play a funeral air to accompany my splendid decay With the Aggies marching band along fighting Yeah, that'll be my burying day I made a big mess Left Texas, left the stragglers there to clean it up. You can say I'm a squinty-eyed old bastard, drinking tequila from a dented tin cup. But I was once a thick haired darling drumming love songs in the key of G that was once upon a time back in Texas when there was flumped in the salvage of me build a sphinx Facing westward On the banks 
of the old Rio Grande A herd of longhorn cattle Will ferry me off to the Shadowlands Ernie was going on a road trip to seek his fame and fortune. He wasn't getting any younger. The whiff was out of his wiffle ball. The heat was gone from his fastball. A Chinese herbalist looked at his fingernails and said, Oh, too much lower heat, and gave Ernie the Amazon jungle to take. Ernie gave him his green stuff and listened to firecrackers the rest of the afternoon in Chinatown. took the L home, gazed out the window, and dreamed of the highway. He was heading south. His recently departed good carpet-laying buddy Mitch had gone south to die. It wasn't his intention, but stories tend to turn, despite all the consumer planning steps one takes to avoid death. Fabulous fight of an offer. In a moment, you'll learn how to get free a regular $1.98 bottle of famous Ributol Jelly Caps. But first, meet Mr. Stanley Hilmer of Levittown, New York. I used to feel tired and run down. My father, who was 79, told me to try Ributol. I did, and boy, I feel great. Mitch had warned Ernie about the South. Take a roll of tuck tape with you and suit up before entering any barroom conversation. You will hear the damnedest things. Don't engage, Ernie. Trust me, you are going to hear things that will piss you off. Duct tape all orifices, just to be safe. Down in the south, they do their praying with moonshine and guns. Trust me, and if you do get cornered, just say, I like football, I like Friday football, I like Texas football, Alabama football, LSU cheerleaders, and for God's sakes, don't mention Obamacare, and you might make it back to Illinois alive. Ernie was glad he was heading to North Carolina and not Branson, Missouri. He figured any state that spawned Michael Jordan couldn't be all bad. A friend from his high school days lived there, and she loved it. The only unusual thing that occurred there was an alligator had eaten a person on her back 40 down by the river. But the good news, it was just a small person. Ernie, ever a Daniel Boone, said he would love to stop by, but could they just sit on the porch, strum guitar, drink some lemonade, and munch a couple of Cheetos? With Southern hospitality, she said, that will be fine, Ernie. None of us are spring chickens anymore. 
spring chickens. Ernie's buddy Mo and his wife had a couple of city chickens and a neutered rooster. Perhaps they have the South come to them and avoid these silly Vision Quest road trips. They even had a couple of eggs a week, but didn't eat them. They preferred to play egg toss with them and make drone strikes on Ernie when he visited. Mo was Ernie's guitar player and was a little concerned about Ernie's impending trip. He said, you know, I heard alligators eat people in North Carolina, so try to stay away from too much fast food on your journey. One doesn't want to look too inviting, and here is a roll of duct tape, so you don't open your mouth. And oh, if you don't make it back, I just want to remind you, your son's a chef and won't need your good guitars. Ernie's wife was busy planning her menu for the days Ernie would be gone. Lamb, fish, kale, sprouts, and poached eggs. Ernie had almost divorced her over poached eggs until he realized that she was employed and occasionally fond of him on days he hauled garbage, which Ernie really didn't mind doing except on big game days. His wife might say, seems like a lot of big game days. All things considered, Ernie's wife was glad he was going on a road trip, and to the south was no big deal. Their marriage had been headed that way for a long time. Ready? For listening to Ernie Bedlam's Bedtime Stories. Ernie's many tales are conceived, written, and narrated by Craig Champlin. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe. I know. I don't know. I know you don't know. Ernie Bedlam Bedtime Stories is a production of Mighty Small Studios, Chicago, Illinois. Dorothy Conway, producer. My God, you're bald and tripping.